This is the 343 Podcast. I'm your host, John Pronich. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome back to the Coaching Podcast Series brought to you by 343, the proven leaders in possession-based soccer coaching education here in the United States. This series is where we dissect the three pillars that contribute to coaching soccer, and those pillars are philosophy, activities, and execution. Each week, we zoom in on one of those pillars and discuss different topics within them in order to get you closer to achieving your goals on the field. And all of this is made possible because of your support as a member of the 343 Coaching Education Program, which is actually what funds this podcast. So... If you are a member in the Coaching Education Program, not only are you getting an education that transforms you into a far better coach from the guys that have gone through that transformation themselves and are now considered among the top in the country, but you are also helping sustain and develop this podcast. If you are not a member and you're wondering what a 343 membership can offer you, it is the complete online resource that will help you reduce your trial and error time and help you get right to the work that matters. You learn the cutting-edge training techniques that have been proven to develop better and smarter players, better and smarter teams, and better and smarter coaches. The 343 Coaching Education Program gives you insider access to exclusive videos of training sessions and full games, with additional education from ebooks, audio interviews, question and answer sessions, and online forums for networking and collaboration with other coaching members. To learn more and to explore all the benefits of being a member of the 343 Coaching Education Program and to help support this podcast, visit 343coaching.com. That's the numbers 3, 4, and 3, coaching, all spelled out, dot com. All right, today we are actually going to talk a little bit about philosophy, a little bit about execution, and a little bit about activities, and I'm going to tell you why. So a video about teaching throw-ins popped up on my Twitter feed the other day, and it illustrated just how important player, coach, and parent education truly are. And it reminded me of an article that Gary Kleiben wrote a few years back titled, How to Execute, Who on Earth Are You Learning From? Because when it comes to incredibly detail-oriented topics, like throw-ins, it is crucial that the information you are learning and passing along to your players is of high quality. And seeing that video prompted me to share some material from our actual membership program. So today, we are going to talk about throw-ins. Throw-ins are one of the most ignored aspects of the game when it comes to training players, and teams about how to gain an advantage over their opponents. All too often, throw-ins are just rushed, misused, and misunderstood. It should make complete sense that a coach would want to teach players of any age or skill level how to execute a throw-in properly. Why stop there, though? Why not maximize the opportunities from this free play and really take advantage of the opponent? In order to do this, you must understand that the value is in the little details. First, those details must be studied and understood by the coach. Then, the coach must train those details over and over again with the players. The initial goal should be getting players super familiar with the ideas at training during the week, 
while always working towards consistent execution in games on the weekends. And there are obviously different levels when it comes to training throw-ins. And your job as a coach is to decide when they are ready for more. But I want to share a conversation that I had with a fellow coach recently. She is a very experienced coach and a former professional player. And she called me to tell me that she started to implement some of the ideas she had learned from 343 with her 9- and 10-year-old players. She continued to say that the players instantly picked up on the concepts during training and were already seeing benefits in games. Now, as coaches, we sometimes shy away from teaching certain topics to kids. We think they aren't ready. We think they won't understand. But by avoiding certain topics, all we are doing is delaying development. Or in some cases, we are waiting too long and we are missing that opportunity altogether. If we're talking about throw-ins specifically, players might never understand the intricacies of throw-ins, and instead, they might just throw 50-50 balls down the line their entire lives. Now, here's where we can kind of connect the dots back to episodes one and two of this coaching podcast series. That's when we talked about vision and having a philosophy and having this idea of how you want your teams to play. And you need to ask yourself a very serious question now. If your vision is to have your team playing possession-based soccer, do your throw-ins reflect that? There's no wrong answer to that question. It just needs some thought. Because another question you can ask is, when is it the appropriate time to develop exercises to train and rehearse throw-ins? Now, if I was answering that question, the answer would be right now. Because the advantages of teaching the details of throw-ins early on in development are plentiful. And by details, I mean going deeper than just teaching how to throw the ball in. Because that's where most youth coaches stop. Most coaches don't go any further than that. But two of the most important benefits of teaching throwing choreography are, one, drastically increasing your team's ability to retain possession from a throw-in, and two, turning your team into a threat when your opponent least expects it. Now, like I said earlier, there are levels to this. At the youngest ages, what you train and rehearse might involve just the thrower and one other player. At higher levels, it could be super complex, with five to six players all moving at once. But after training and rehearsing throw-ins over and over and over, players will become familiar with the actions and with each other. Then, you'll be able to layer on more and more. The players will develop verbal and nonverbal communication habits, which will also help increase the advantage over their opponents. Because knowing what your teammate will likely do next is a byproduct of training and rehearsing these game-like scenarios over and over again. Throwing choreography can be used to train your players how to effectively retain possession and play out of pressure in all areas of the field, teach players how to create and use space for themselves, and create space for their teammates. Over time, players will begin to recognize the movements and the cues of their teammates both on and off the ball in these throw-in or free play situations. And when the opponent least expects it, the ball will be back in play and your team will have created a massive advantage. Thank you for listening to another episode of the 343 Podcast. 
I appreciate you guys for listening. And I want to let you know that I actually posted a video of some exclusive 343 member content. It actually has to do with throw-ins. Go figure. That's what we talked about today. Uh, But you can find that on 343coaching.com in the write-up for this podcast. And while you're there, be sure to check out all of the other stuff that we have to offer on there and all the benefits to becoming a 343 Coaching member. Because remember, that is what helps sustain, develop, and fund this podcast. So you can find that video and all kinds of other stuff on 343coaching.com. That's the numbers 3, 4, and 3, coaching.com. And with that, we will catch you guys next time here on the 343 Podcast. Oh, 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 oh,